Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover, your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast. We're wrapping up our coverage at the St. Paul Ice Fishing Show. This is the last day. Um, we're, today we're talking with Mike Howell, and Mike is an outfitter in Montana. And we're talking Montana ice fishing, specifically Fort Peck. Mike, thanks for coming on. You bet, Chris. And uh, yeah, you don't ever have to twist my arm to talk ice fishing. That's why we're here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Lots of really cool people here this weekend. It's been so fun meeting people and just kind of talking with people and getting really the gist of what's going on in the industry and yeah. some of the great places to ice fish these days and the sport is really growing and i think people are understanding now some of the possibilities and what they can do and that's really why we wanted to have you on yeah. a lot of the ice fishing folks that are out there they're fishing in our area they're in minnesota you know the dakotas canada but i think it's i don't know i've never been to montana but Nobody around here talks about ice fishing in Montana, so right. I think it's still kind of uh, people are just figuring it out. Tell us about Fort Peck and the fishery out there. Sure. Well, you're absolutely right, because we've been coming to the show now, I believe this is our eighth or ninth year, and most years I've talked about our ice fishing opportunities in the western side of the state, over by Glacier National Park, which is a long way from the Twin Cities. Um, in the last couple of years, I've taken on a, uh, a group of guys and gals. Uh, they bought a resort, a motel in Fort Peck, um, and they've completely revamped it. And so as an outfitter in Montana, any licensed guide has to work under an outfitter. So I met these guys. Uh, it's the Mint family, Eddie and Carrie, and then their children, Justin, Taylor, and now Haley. Uh, Haley's one of the only licensed Coast Guard captains in Montana. Um, she may be the only one actually working in Montana. So, um, so I got involved with the Mint family three years ago and we started talking about open water fishing. Um, but the ice fishing is what really intrigued me there and for a lot of the reasons that you discussed. Um, a lot of the ice fishing centers around the Dakotas, Minnesota, certainly up in Canada. Um, so our opportunities at Fort Peck really mirror a lot of the things that you would go to Canada to find. We've got big walleye, we've got big northern, and we have an awesome lake trout fishery. Um, a lot of things that make Fort Peck unique, um, basically the fact that we've civilized it. You and I were talking earlier and we talked about Going to Fort Peck in the past meaning meant you know you had to bring your own stuff, you had to be self-sufficient, you could be stuck out there, you know, it might take you three days to get out of a situation. Um, and we've civilized all that. We're minutes from Highway 2, you know, we're an hour across the North Dakota-Montana border, and you can come over and fish with us, you can come ready to do your own thing or just come with your ice suit and your boots and we take care of everything else. When do you guys start getting ice? When, when do you have fishable ice? What's the season like? So our bays begin to freeze around Thanksgiving, depending on the year. It's, you know, that, that part of northeastern Montana is a pretty unforgiving environment, but it's also all over the map. 
you know. So typically uh, our bays are starting to freeze up now. We can get out and get after some northern. Um, once we get ice on the main lake around the first of the year is typical. Uh, and then it grows and then so we have a we have a 60 to 90 day ice fishing season on the main part of the lake and when people come out there what can they expect what is what does the lake look how, how big is it yeah you know what what kind of what's the body of water like huge body of water fort peck proper is over 100 miles long it's like 2,000 miles of shoreline because of all the bays and points. And um, it's, you know, it's one of the largest impoundments on the Missouri River. Um, so where we primarily fish is around the dam. Um, if anyone has watched uh, any Jason Mitchell programs, um, you know, you've seen him fish just slivers of Fort Peck. And it seems like he's just in the middle of nowhere because he is. Um, so we primarily fish around the face of the dam down to rock creek york island over to duck creek and the pines recreational area so if people look at a map they'll see that area it's a it's a very you know it's maybe five percent of the total lake um but there's no there's really no wrong place to fish out there there's so much structure um points coming off of points coming off a secondary structure i mean it, it's really amazing you have to discipline yourself and say i'm just going to pick this spot because i could just drive around all day going wow this spot is awesome this spot is even awesomer if that's a word <laughs> <laughs> lots of awesome spots out there what are we targeting on fort peck yep so fort peck is probably best known for walleye um to open water anglers um, but there are, uh, you know, there's walleye, a 30 inch walleye is not that uncommon out there. If, if you're, you know, if you're targeting walleye and you're a serious angler and you're paying attention to what you're doing, um, you'll most likely come home with a personal best, at least a stateside personal best. So, um, you know, a lot of larger fish, you're not going to go and catch 30, 22 inch walleye in a day. Um, but you're going to catch walleye 25 to 30 inches, pretty common. Northern, um, we're talking 38 to 42 inch fish um, fairly regularly. You know, you'll, you'll catch six 38 inch northern and swear you're catching the same fish over and over. And then the lake trout fishery, and, and I'm a lake trout guy, that's kind of how I've made my mark in the business. Um, lake trout fishing is fun. It, it's the most prominent fish in the lake. Um, the Cisco forage base is what feeds everything. So Lakers will be out in that deeper water and they'll chase those Cisco's in shallow. So you might be fishing 10 feet out to 80 feet for lake trout. And lake trout and a good flasher go hand in hand. You know, the new digital fish finders are great. But, but you'll play cat and mouse with a lake trout, you know, for 10 minutes on purpose just because it's so much fun and and we catch a lot of those six to ten pound lakers but a 20 plus is not uncommon um, seems like the fort peck lakers will top out about 25 pounds but you know if you're really chasing them you're going to get 12 to 15s and you know you're going to catch a lot our, our our smallest limit is the lake trout you're allowed three a day so awesome yeah let's unbox that a little bit because i think a lot of people uh are really intrigued with the idea of ice fishing for lake trout. You're right. What are, what are the methods? We use a lot of spoons and of course a white tube jig is kind of my go-to. Um, 
we've had really good luck um, with matching that Cisco forage base. So we're not looking for really big broad shouldered baits, you know, but a lot of times what we'll do is we'll start with some rattle baits. We'll start with stuff that makes noise. These fish are going to find us. Um, something different in an area that is their spot. They're very predatory. Um, they will lock in an area and fight to keep it. So loud baits, rattle baits, uh, we'll then, once we've got some fish in, uh, then we'll go to uh, some, some heavier spoons. If we're only fishing 20 feet of water, a flutter spoon, you know, a clam peg spoon is like made for that. But we also use heavy uh, jigging spoons and even heavier trolling spoons. Um, you know, the old cast masters, the new super leech spoons, um, really heavy stuff, get down fast. Um, and they will chase it. Uh, bait a lot of times is not necessary if you do what I just explained. Now if you're just going to go put some tip out, tip ups or maybe some iFish Pros um, and let them sit, then a little bit of cut bait goes a long way. Mm -hmm. But loud baits rattle them in and then once they come in take advantage of that nature that they're just going to crush everything that's down there. Yeah, when you're fighting a fish like that, what's your setup look like? What are we using for rods, sure. uh, line, stuff like that? Sure. So I'm I'm basically in that 36 to 40 inch rod. A lot of guys come out with their open water gear, six foot rods. So I'm using a, a, a 38 inch medium heavy or heavy rod. Uh, I'm a spinning reel guy. So I'm, I've got 15 pound braid, maybe four feet of a 15 pound fluorocarbon leader. Um, split ring, good split rings are pretty important because you're just, you're constantly jigging, mm -hmm. you know, so you're, you're going to put a lot of twist in your line. And then when those fish hit it, they're just spinning and bucking all the way up. You'll get it five feet away from the hole and it'll go right back down the, even deeper than maybe you caught it. When I mentioned earlier about how they're made for fishing with electronics, they'll come in they'll go right by the bait. They'll take a couple of swipes at it, see how it's gonna react. Mm -hmm. So then I'll start lifting, lifting, lifting while I'm jigging. And then when that fish starts to come up, you know, then I'll open my bale and drop it 15 feet. My personal preference is to keep that bait away from that fish for a, as, as long as I can get away with it. I'm trying to really rile that fish up. So when it, when it hits it, it's a freight train. Mm -hmm. And that just, you know, a lot of guys, gals just want to go catch the fish. I want to play with that fish. I got all day, you know, and I rarely keep fish. Um, and then a lot of times when you're doing that, Chris, that bigger fish will come in and say, let me show this pipsqueak how it's done. So you may start with one mark and end up with three chasing the same bait. And you're just giggling. I mean, it's just, it's amazing fun. Yeah, I think when people really see that stuff, they see it online, they see it on TV shows, the thing that gets them really excited is the fight. Yeah. What's the fight like? The fight is awesome. They'll, uh, they'll once they're hooked, they'll do everything they can to get away. So you've got to be ready to take a lot of slack line up. The biggest problem that a lot of people have is before they even hook the fish, they've worked that fish. Before you know it, the rod's above their head. So when they do come in 80 feet of water, you don't get much of a hook set when you're already above your head. So that's one thing to back up a little bit is, you know, you want to kind of keep that rod stick down, keep that tip down, work it up to horizontal no more so that you've got to get a good hook set in them. Even, even with braided line, floor leader, uh, 68 feet of water, 
got to get a good hook set on these fish. And lake trout will bulldog. They, their first natural instinct is to go back to the bottom. That's their comfort zone. But they will charge you to try and, you know, so a lot of times you're ending up with slack line and you don't know if they're off. You just got to keep reeling. Then as soon as you get that tension back, they turn and go the other way. So got to pay attention to your drag. You got to make sure you don't have a lot of ice buildup on your reel, on your eyelets. And we fish outside a lot. You know, I'm a, I'm a mobile guy. Um, you know, everybody says you got to have a 10 inch hole for lake trout. Eight inch hole will take most of those fish. Um, so, you know, it's uh, but it's it's a fun fight when you when you have an eight to 10 pound fish that's acting like a bluegill doing circles, um, just bulldogging down. It's a whole nother, you know, it's almost religious. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things we were talking about is lines. How many how many lines can you set out per guy? So on Fort Pack, we can run six lines per individual. So that means, you know, you can have four tip-ups set out and have two jigging lines or a jigging line and a dead stick. Um, you know, so you've got, uh, you know, and you can use live bait. Um, Western Montana, we don't use live bait. Eastern Montana, we can. Um, and then if it can get any cooler, you can leave those six lines out overnight. They, they're uh, classified as a set line. So before your day is done, we fresh all our tip-ups. Um, and, and what we do typically at night is we do use tip-ups. It's a little unnerving to leave an iFish Pro or an Arctic Warrior and a $100 rod and an $80 reel on the ice all night. It's not like people are driving around and going to run stuff over, but it happens. Um, so we leave six tip-ups out typically for northern and, and walleye. But we'll come out in the morning and we'll have we'll have we'll have lake trout on as well. You can usually tell because there's no line left. Um, but we'll set our, our tip up shallow before we leave the ice, uh, and we'll come out in the morning and get our hands dirty first thing. You know, the anticipation of knowing that you're going to have flags up that when sounds, you go out there. That sounds incredible. It, it's amazing. It's and uh, and then our day is spent, um, and we can spear. For those that are into spearing, we can spear all the species that are out there except for smallmouth bass. Don't ask me how they chose that. They had to pick one, I guess, that, you know, that's a no-no. So you can spear walleye. You can spear walleye, you can spear lake trout, you can spear northern. If a, if a sucker comes in the hole, if a Chinook salmon comes in the hole, not that that's, I don't think that's ever happened. But that's the mythical beast out there is the Chinook salmon. Right. And we do have guys that have caught them on, a, you know, a, a rod and reel through the ice. They rarely landed mm -hmm. because uh, the trouble with that is those Chinook never stop moving. So it's really even hard to establish a travel pattern. Um, but if you kind of know where they like to live and you want to spend all night out there, you can hook and land a Chinook salmon. We, we've tried a lot of different setups and it usually just ends in um, line gone and no hook and yeah, tip up reels, you know, tip up reels just exploded and, and that sort of thing. You kind of know what happened when you find that in the morning. Um, but very liberal limits on our fish. Uh, you're allowed a lot of lines. There's nobody out there. I mean, we're starting to see more people because we're promoting the heck out of it. Mm -hmm. um, but still, you'll go fish on Fort Peck and you'll never feel crowded. You know, there's no reason to crowd in on somebody because 
there's the same structure or better 200, 300 yards away, a mile away, cover a lot of ground. We talked a lot of uh, lake trout. I think uh, you maybe got some people's attentions when you're talking 30-inch walleyes. What's the walleye fishing like? What kind of techniques and things are you using there? Yeah, very standard techniques that you would use tip up fishing for walleye anywhere. You know, it's very clean, clear water. So the walleyes have a real opportunity um, to look closely. They don't have to just come in and hit something, you know, as soon as they see it. So your walleye game has to kind of be tight because, you know, your, your presentation has to be clean. But most of our walleye catch is on smaller minnows, smaller hooks. Um, you, you just can't have big, goofy looking stuff down there because they get a real good look at it. Um, nighttime, that's a little different, but we know their night vision is on par with anything. So, um, so our tip-up fishing is usually um, just, you know, live minnows. Um, when we're jigging for them, we're using, uh, you know, we're bouncing bottom, we're doing, it's very, very similar. But again, clear water, fish get a good look at things. So, um, you know, you, you, don't, you don't want anything sitting there because they'll get a good look at it and swim off. There's so much forage in Fort Peck. These, these fish do not have to come play with us. But on the other hand, um, they, uh, you know, they don't mind coming and, and, and grabbing a meal that we're offering. So your walleye game needs to be tight, good knots. Um, same thing again, fluorocarbon leader, because you never know if a northern's gonna come in, you know. Um, but your tip-up fishing is, is gonna be pretty similar to what you'd use anywhere else for walleye. Jigging game, um, you know, similar gear to the lake trout, because like we talked, we're, we, you know, we do get big walleye out there, so. Um, and you never know when a catfish is going to come in or those northerns are always around mm -hmm. So you got to be you have to be ready for that. Or are you just going to be leaving gear in the bottom of the lake? <laughs> Mike you've Ice fished pretty much <laughs> everywhere. You know the game. What is probably the most overlooked thing that most walleye anglers are doing wrong that that you see? well, I think walleye anglers tend to be in, in, what, in my opinion, most walleye anglers I know are probably the least aggressive fishermen um, because walleye are so common in, here in the Midwest, you know, jigging a minnow, jigging a minnow, jigging a minnow. But a lot of times those walleyes are so used to seeing jigging a minnow, jigging a minnow. So I say change it up. Don't be afraid to use lighter gear, um, you know, a eight or nine millimeter tungsten jig with a little uh, a plastic on it will catch walleye just like a jig and a minnow will. So I think, you know, and, and for me, I'm a panfish guy because I don't have crappie and bluegill in Montana. I've fished seven states in, in Canada ice fishing over the last 10 years. And honestly, if somebody says big bluegill or, you know, 14 inch crappie, I'd, everything else is, is not even on my list anymore. I'm a, I'm a pan fisherman. But I think walleye guys need to uh, understand that in these highly pressured areas, you're going to up your catch if you downsize and look different than what everybody else is fishing. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I also get a kick out of the fact that it sounds like you're right on top of this incredible fishery. 
but you want to go catch bluegills. I know. I love I know. that about you. It's always what's on the other side of the fence, you know. I grew up catching bluegills, but I also I grew up in the uh, the farm the farmlands of New York State, 100 miles north of the city. So I grew up in a trout environment, the Adirondacks. Um, but I would go down to the Hudson River and catch bluegills. We'd never eat them because the Hudson was so polluted. I moved out west when I was 17, Washington State, salmon, 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 and trout. Then I end up in Montana and it's trout, 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 trout. So we always want to go fish for what we don't have. Um, and what's really cool about our operation there in Fort Peck now, um, not just the amenities that we offer, we hear so many people say, man, they're just, I felt like there wasn't another person on the planet and I can't believe how aggressive these fish are, you know, no matter if it's tip ups, you set a tip up, you walk away three steps, wang, there goes the flag, you know. A couple times of that, you call your buddies. You know, we'll we'll be out running around on four wheelers. We'll be jigging or spearing. We'll jump on the machines. We'll go make a round. You know, you got two. Your buddy's got two. Your other buddy's got two. You know, you got a fish on yours. You land them. Your buddy's got flags flying. You know, you run back over on the four wheeler. Tell your buddy you got flags up over here. You know, so we're we're fishing. We're running around the lake on machines. Um, you know, that seven hour daylight. By the end of the day, you feel like you fish 15. And you come back to the resort and uh, got a nice restaurant across the street. Uh, we've got you know, cabins with cooking facilities and everything. So it really has that feel of going up to Canada. You know, not a lot of people, really nice fish, basic amenities. You can take your buddies, you can take your family and have an awesome time. But yeah, me personally, I'll drive 600 miles for a good bluegill bite. So. But I've always kind of been that way. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that sounds incredible, Mike. Is there something that you didn't get a chance to share I haven't asked you about? Well, I think when people come to the show and they see our booth, you know, Montana ice fishing. Well, why would we go to Montana to go ice fishing? Well, number one, why would you go to Montana, period? We have incredible scenic beauty. We have more cows per square mile than we do people. Um, and I live over by Glacier Park. So if you're gonna vacation in Montana anyway, you might as well come out and go fishing with us. But this addition with our Fort Peck fishery has increased our customer base, you know, I don't wanna say tenfold, but coming to Fort Peck is reasonable for anybody in the Midwest. Um, good highways to get there and then uh, you know get a taste of what we're about when you plan your vacation the glacier park in the summer get in touch with me at house fishing and we'll take care of your summer needs as well yeah how can people get in touch with you you bet website is housefishing.com it's h-o-w-e-s fishing.com we're on facebook um, house fishing a able charters you can search a able charters you can search mo fish charters it all leads back to me Two years ago, I bought out my biggest competition. Um, we're running almost a thousand charter trips a year between our West Coast, our West Side business, and our Fort Peck business. We fish year-round. Um, the only thing we don't do is do drift boats for fly fishing. There's hundreds of other guys in Montana that do that. But yeah, you can Google me, Mike Howe. Um, I'm not the rock star from Metal Church. I'm the other rock star in the fishing world. Um, I'm pretty easy to find online. Um, and if you're at the show, stop by. We're, we're here every year. So uh, 
be happy to talk more about it with folks if they just want to give me a call. Awesome. Thank yeah. you, sir. Thanks, Chris. Really appreciate, appreciate it. You. you got me wanting to go to my Yeah, well, session. we'd love to have you. So um, let me throw my phone number out real sure, quick. It's 406 257 5214. If I'm not in the office, it transfers, transfers to my cell phone. The thing about getting big is I don't get to take people fishing that much anymore, but I'm the guy that's always answering the phones and I'll get you hooked up with the right folks. Awesome. Thanks, yeah. Mike. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.